Hey, 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 closet busters and bold move makers. It is time once again for Life Uncloset. So I want you to gather around because it is time once again to kick down those closet doors of your life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens. I'm the bold move expert and that coming out guy who's going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloset. So come on along with me and grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step into facing your fears, making your bold moves, and living life without apologies. Now let's get to the show. The planet is in a little bit of chaos right now. I know I'm preaching to the choir, but um, as the planet spins into chaos, one of the things that I believe and one of the things I know my guest believes is consciousness is a big part of this, as well as creativity, because we got to get really creative if we're going to cope through some of the stuff going down on our little planet spinning out there in the universe. And I'm super excited that a buddy of mine is here to join us once again on Life Uncloseted, because I feel like the things he's brought into the world and some big things um, that have happened recently for him um, are really lending their pathway to bring the younger generation into a conscious state of being. He is the owner, the founder of, well, so many cool things, but um, the founder of Conscious Stories, which we always call Conscious Bedtime Stories because he creates these beautiful books for the little wee ones in the world that actually the parents have to read. Oh, guess what? Maybe the parents become a little more conscious reading this stuff. Um, But my friend, yeah, that is a secret, right, Andrew? (laughs) But my friend, Andrew Newman is here once again. I think this is what, number two? Maybe number number three. three. Okay, number two. I couldn't remember. Uh, Because I'm like, did I have him on my other one? I don't think I have. But um, so, and of course he's joining us. Everybody ready to be jealous? Let's throw daggers at him. He's sitting in beautiful Maui, Hawaii, recording this with me right now. But um, Lucky you, man. Lucky you. So it's a, uh, it's a good day in Maui. Yeah, I'm sure it is. It's a it's a good year for you, man. You told me before we came on. You, book twenty. Wow. Book That's number twenty. The little brain people. Yeah. Is just birthing. This is the week it's coming out into the world. Oh, that's crazy. That's so yeah. amazing. And I still remember. And I know I said this on our last podcast, but I still remember the first time we met. You were this crazy guy with a net catcher. <laughs> <laughs> world domination summit and i'm like this crazy bloke and i'm like i don't know if he's australian or if he's south african or you know new zealander but he's running down through the aisles with this catcher and then we sat next to each other and kind of like the rest is kind of yeah that was, those were the those were the days of poem catching inspiring mm-hmm. people to create fresh poetry i didn't know that uh, those two and a half thousand poems that I've had written for me with that persona in that time of my life were actually like case studies mm-hmm. for my understanding of creativity today. Yep. Um, and yeah, it's been, it, I, I'm actually talking about it more now than I even spoke about it back then. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's so interesting life. how these things that we like, okay, well, I'm, pl- I'm kind of de- playing in this and doing this and this is my, and then suddenly you find, wow, that laid the groundwork for something now I'm doing, you know? And if somebody had told me, so we're going to roll back a little bit to whatever it was five, six years ago when we first met, that I would be talking to you when book number 20 came out. I remember when the first ones came out, I was like, I'm all over this. I am all over this. Yeah. And now to see it, like wow and and to know that they're in target and all these other places i'm like i know that guy i know that guy <laughs> I, I actually was walking through target one day and i was in the book section i don't really buy books anymore i'm more like digital you know sort of guy yeah and i looked down I'm like wait 
hold on, hold the hold the presses. This yeah. is my buddy's book in Target, no less. I mean, yeah. I, I would expect it at Barnes Noble or something. I'm like, oh my god, Target of all places, you know. So um, again, I'm I'm so stoked about this on a couple of fronts. A because yes, the consciousness of the world is is coming wide awake. We're all waking up to. I don't want to use the word woke, but yeah, we're going to go there. Um, but also, this has truly inspired you to see something else coming out of your own interesting closet around creativity, which you're like, I don't know what we're going to talk about when we come out on that. Cause I'm yeah. still kind of figuring it out, but um, okay. So let's celebrate a little bit about the book. Number 20. What's the name of the book. Let's get that out there really solidly. So everybody hears it. Book number 20 is the little brain people. It is giving kids language and tools to help them with yucky brain moments, as I call it. Maybe <laughs> like, a few adults need that, man. Yucky brain right. moments. There's, There's a lot of them, right? Yes. It, it, the, I've characterized with the yeah. help of uh, our incredible illustrator, Alexis Aronson, who've characterized uh, serotonin and dopamine as little characters who live with their family of little brain people uh-huh. and uh, in general when things are going well everything's cool but when they get a big fright then cousin adrenaline <laughs> adrenaline jumps into action I love it he's like danger 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 it's mm. not safe right um and we go through in the imagery fight flight and freeze the whole brain just freezes oh, that's and awesome. one of my favorite pages in this book is Luckily, Auntie Oxytocin had missed all the drama. She'd been sitting on the potty. (laughs) (laughs) And Oxytocin comes out and does what what Oxytocin does, which is restores calm and brings this this voice of you're safe, you're safe, you're safe. I think Auntie Oxytocin needs to just take over the planet right now. Let's just like (laughs) give her permission. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Awesome, man. So this is so cool. Wow. 2020, 20. That is awesome. 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 Um, and I, I, I know this has like been just a beautiful, like creative endeavor for you and you've got to partner with some really cool illustrators and stuff. Um, is it the same illustrator? I, I haven't checked that. Is it the same illustrator all the way through? Or is there a team of them? There's really now two who are still with us, okay. you know, who kind of like came in at book four and have, have come through. And so uh, the community of, of kids and readers have their favorite stories and, right. and their favorite illustrators. And they love this, 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 um, the characters for the little brain people were actually developed for my Ted talk, which is nearly five years ago now, right. where I spoke about why the last 20 minutes of the day matter. And I wanted little brain people for that narrative, but they never had a story. It's the first time I've right. done characters without a story. And I'm like, oh, we've got to give these 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 uh, little ones a home now. But part of that creative endeavor is something that I feel like, and we were talking about this before we said, let's record this before we keep talking about everything so we don't have to repeat it. Um, I find, at least for myself, and I'm going to kind of put it in my world to help the listeners like really embrace this, is we hold our creativity back sometimes. Yeah. And then I'm going to kind of go someplace. I think this is why sometimes there's so much problems in the world is we hold back creativity because we're supposed to be this or show that or not. And we don't let that other piece of us come out or we're afraid of what other people are going to think. Or, you know, I guess I'm going to say, oh, what if Andrew hadn't had the poem catcher? What if he didn't let that creativity show up? Where might he be today? Because that's an interesting piece of creativity that if you had hidden who knows? And when we hide that creativity and you said something very 
poignant that I'm going to let you repeat. When we hide our creativity, what does it lead us to? Yeah, it leads us to depression. Exactly. This is this is this is what I call the dark aloneness of the unexpressed spirit. Mm. And mm. I and I know that personally, right? I, I, at at 30 years old, I was not creative. And I was struggling and everything in my body was working against me uh, on a health level. Yep. And I didn't yet know. So it, not only for me, the expression of creativity, but self-expression, which takes creativity in order to, to weave its way uh, yep. together. I will honestly say that I feel like my creativity, and this is where I always invite listeners, <laughs> go listen to episode one and you go, how did this guy ever get to 500 freaking episodes? Because I've learned to just, let's be free. Let's have fun. Let's, let's like, Oh, let me take something Andrew said and let's go riff with that. You know, mm -hmm. because I've realized I hid my creativity, which also was a means of me hiding my sexuality. Right. So, because I, all I'd heard is, okay, man, they're so flamboyant. Oh, they're all creative. They're I'm like, okay, well, what, why does that have to get tied to sexuality? I'm a creative guy. I could have been a straight creative guy and been, you know, just fine in the world. Mm -hmm. But there's something about the masculine construct so many times that even if we look at little kids, okay, because your books are for the younger generation, for sure, even though every adult should read them. I'm saying that every adult <laughs> should read his books. Um, we put that construct on and then suddenly... Little boys are told, oh, no, well, no, no, you got to be this. Da, 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 da. And then suddenly there's the consciousness. Their subconscious says, nope, not supposed to do that. Nope, not supposed to do yep. that. And then we wonder, we wonder why then certain things happen in our world. Now, little girls, same thing happens. They're more encouraged in a lot of ways to be more creative, but you have to be creative in this construct. <laughs> yes, there's always a box, isn't there? There's always a box. Yeah. And what I love is you have taken so many of these quote unquote lovely little boxes and put them into beautiful ways for people to go, Ooh, that last 20 minutes of the day, this is where it makes a difference and where it really counts. And you're thinking very seriously there, but <laughs> I, I love it because it, it is something that I wish people would really take in what I just said. If, and I'm going to kind of riff off of something you did in your Ted talk a little bit, my own version of it. If the last 20 minutes of the day is all you had, how would you spend it? I've got an answer for that. I knew you would. And my answer, and it, and it's this is this is an exploration for me. I mean, I've been talking about the last twenty minutes of the day for five years, and thinking about it for another five before that, and noticing my own discomfort for another five before that. So this is the whole thing for me. But but my answer right now is satisfaction. Mm. I went through gratitudes. I went through gratitude practice journaling, and uh, I really enjoyed that at a time. I've done yoga i've done stretches satisfaction ties into creativity and to self-expression um in a way that we can feel in our body and it's it, like it's really easy to attune to um on a on a on a, on a body body basis and uh, i'm already just in the naming of it going wow i can feel right in this moment my satisfaction that i'm sitting with you my my dear friend reconnecting having this wonderful conversation so I can, oh, it makes me slow down. It makes me take a breath. It makes me like, like feel myself mm. engaged in the living that I'm doing. Uh, and, uh, and I think we miss that sometimes. We like, we rush over ourselves and we, we have a, a busy full day and we get to the end of it. And all we can see 
in the in the unhealed aspects of the mind of the things that didn't go well and the challenges we're going to have to face the next day but really satisfaction is available for us i i like if i wash the dishes i take a moment and go i'm going to celebrate Mm. i can feel satisfaction there is completion there was a small task in front of me i applied my hands my heart my consciousness to it i did the thing and now it's done (sighs) Mm -hmm. it's so interesting to do that and for me one of the things i i get stuck sitting here doing my stuff coaching all day long, working for another company, being their coach, all this stuff. It's really easy to go get drained. It's yeah. really easy to like, like, okay, just go do this. I mean, a lot of times my coaching sessions are back to back to back to back. The one thing that has helped me, like, how do I show up and be able to do this on that crazy kind of schedule is I always make sure I take a breath. And before I come into any session or even as I was getting ready to come on, and which again, I'm like you, I was like, I get to connect again. I get to connect again with Andrew. I give myself just enough time to like breathe into the satisfaction of guess what I get to do next. Guess what I get to do next? Because there's a satisfaction of every time I join a client on a call or a podcast guest on a call, the satisfaction that I get to do this is huge for me because somebody somewhere isn't getting to do something that brings them satisfaction. Mm. They're just showing up. They're just doing the do. They're just getting it done. And what I feel like I've got to witness in the years that I've known you. And I know there, there were times where like, this is tough getting these books out and getting them done. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's interesting. Cause you and I kind of were going through similar stuff at the same time. I'm like, this is tough running a freaking coaching practice. It's like, Oh my gosh. But when I started giving, yes, gratitude, I've done gratitude yoga. I felt like as you were listing all that off, I'm going, yes, girl. Yes. (laughs) Like, uh (laughs) exactly. Until I started realizing, be satisfied. Wow. I have been in business for myself now since 2006. Every day, not only do I give gratification for that, but I relish in the satisfaction of that. Because that's a big thing. And I don't think enough people take the conscious steps to pause, to stop, to give gratitude, to relish in satisfaction, mm. any of these things. Mm. And I know so much of that shows up in the books, but not only in the books, you've got this new little creative endeavor thing. You're like, you've probably been thinking on that for five years too. I'm going to just call you out on it. But like, yeah, you're, you're exploring this, like, what does it mean to like really step into that creativity and, and bring it alive and move it forward? So I'd love to kind of have you share that with us because it's an extension of what you already do, but it's, you're coming at it from a different angle. Yeah. Rick, this is, this is birth. Yes. Yes. Many years ago. And in my training as a, as a healer and as a therapist that I've been watching my own nature and human nature. And then uh, in my journey with, with the poetical season of my life when I had two and a half thousand poems inspired and they became this, this case study for people's response to creativity. And, uh, and then I'm watching depression closely because it, it's, it comes close to me. And I'm wondering why and I'm wondering what I can do about it. And I'm noticing that when I sit down to write and when i sit down to create time disappears and mood goes up and and i enter my happy place and it doesn't matter for me 
almost what any day has got in it. If I can get to that, I get to my happiness. Mm. And I'm like, that's pretty profound. And I wonder how, how many other people can, can borrow that in a way. And what, you know, how can I talk about this in a way that is again in service, because that's, that's, you know, my commitment is to be a healing presence in the world. And uh, I'm interested in my unique way of doing that. And, uh, and, and so I'm writing and talking and, and running workshops around what I call the creative cycle. Right. And it, it's an exploration of, of what's this little impulse that happens deep in our bellies right. uh, comes out of absolutely nothing. You know, you're looking at a blank page and you want to write a poem. There's nothing there. And uh-huh. then that spark comes up and you go, aha, and you get the first word and the second word and the third word and only if you write those ones down, do you get the fourth, fifth, and sixth. And only if you write those down, do you get the next ones. And, and then the poem sort of forms itself right in front of my eyes. It, it's, I wonder where it came from. And, uh, and I, I look at, you spoke about the box a second ago, about being in the box. There is a threshold between what happens inside us and our expression out in the world. We have an idea, it's inside us, we turn it around, we rumble it around, we might even make it to a notepad, but it's still not really out in the world. We have to dare and we have to risk and we have to cross this threshold and we go out in the world and it's like, that takes momentum, effort, energy to kind of jump the hurdle of that threshold. And the first thing that happens is we wobble. Mm. Because everything that's new wobbles and it's like, nobody's told me this. And and for so long, every time the wobble showed up in my life, I judged it and then put on the brakes instead of realizing that the way through the wobble is a bit more gas. Yes. Because it picks up momentum and it's like, oh, now I'm out in the world. What's the next thing that happens? The world gives me feedback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get mirrored by the world and the world yep. raises its eyebrows and goes, if it's like my childhood, it's going to raise his eyebrows and go, huh, what is that, Andrew? What do you, what do you, right. what do you, who do you think you are to be drawing a picture like that? Or it's simple as like, oh, pretty horse. And I'm like, it's a dog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and these feedback points that we got as kids, which are right. just like that, it's like we just get missed, yeah. become the grounds for, for us making sense of the world. And it's where our beliefs get formed. And we're like, oh, I, 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 I can't draw. I'm not creative. I, 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 I can never draw a dog. And basically, I'm not lovable. Um, and so I should go back into my box <laughs> that I took all of this effort to jump the threshold to get out of. Now I've got to go back into it. And I just won't bother to express myself again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's such a painful cycle that, that uh, so many of us get caught in. And if we haven't taken the time to examine our, our psychology and our belief systems, and if we haven't taken the time to do the mindfulness and get uh, get quiet enough to know ourselves, um, then we 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 may not ever get to who we really are. Exactly. Which is sad for me. It's like it was been it's it's been a journey for me, mm-hmm. and I've been around people committed to the journey, which has been so enabling for me to to keep going. Well, just just the environment where we met world domination summit, one of the most creative spaces I think I've ever played in mm. as far as conferences. 
I've seen this happen to numerous people who go to WDS. And like any conference, you walk away, you're inspired, you're, you're going to go change the world. And then three weeks later, you're like, oh, fuck, I'm, yeah, I'm back in the cubicle. Let's just uh-huh. go. Let's go. And it's, it's an interesting thing to observe. I've been there, been there myself over yeah. and over again. I mean, I'm, I, I got my second book sitting here staring at me in the eyes like, are you going to finish editing me? What are you going to do here? You know, because I didn't just get printed to kill some more trees, right? But as I even work with speakers, because that's what I do now in another part of my life, I work with professional speakers, helping them launch their speaking businesses. Fabulous. And what's so interesting is they're all fired up. They can't wait to be in the program, right? They can't wait to come have this, do this great thing and get on stages and speak. And we get them focused on who they're going to speak to and what they're going to speak about and what's the big transformation they're going to make. And then we work on the talk and they're like, yes, this is it. Oh, wow. This is so cool. And then we start to pull the website together and we like, you know, let's get your demo real. So you're ready to go. All that's creative. And then they hit the place where it's time to go start getting those gigs. Yep. And suddenly who are you? Who do you think you are to get paid to go speak? Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to listen to you. And you, I can see it happening. I know it's coming. I, mm-hmm. I know for a majority of them, it's coming. Some of them are like, fuck that. I'm going. Let's go do it. Come on. Let's make it happen. Right. Yet when we allow that creativity to suddenly become the alter ego, it's scary. Mm-hmm. Because that suddenly it's almost like Jekyll and Hyde. It's like, yes, yes, yes. No, 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 no. Yes, yes, yes. No, 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 no. And I think it does come back to, you said it so beautifully, like, oh, I'm right back to being the little kid. Hmm. Mm. Not supposed to be this, not supposed to do that. Da, 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 da. Right. In fact, Elizabeth Gilbert in her book, Big Magic, this is one of, I love that book. I like it. I love it more than Eat, Pray, Love, even though I love Eat, Pray, Love. Oh, good. But um it's such an interesting concept that she brings up and I'm not going to say it exactly right, but she says something along the lines is the moment that you make your creativity responsible for your livelihood is the moment your creativity will die. Mm. And I don't know if enough people get that piece. Our creativity is not responsible for anything other than being creative. That's what it's for. To me, the icing on the cake is when we start making money, doing what we love. Yeah, that to me, and I feel like you and I are both kind of in that space. I, I love being creative and being a coach and thinking, how am I going to work through this? I love being creative and being a podcast host and going, I have no idea exactly what Andrew and I are going to talk about today, but I know we're going to have a good conversation. There we go. So let's go be creative and see what happens. Right. And let it live unedited. This was mm-hmm. the first spark of creativity is so exciting and it's mm-hmm. so like, oh, I want to go and do something. Right. And when that when that inner critical parental voice is the first one to come in and edit and say, mm-hmm. Oh, maybe not, or maybe we should change it or this will never work or all of the things that it says, you know, these that's, we have to be able to, to, or have to, it really helps if you can uh, see the parts yep. that are at play here and to yep. turn to that little voice from an internal family systems mm-hmm. attitude and go, go oh hey hey I, I call them the echoes you know uh-huh. the echoes of childhood i'm like hello echoes and yeah. i can just go hello and then they and then they have a place they're over there yeah. they're not over here right mm-hmm. right where i am not swallowing me whole right. and then i can i can get back to to tending to the spark and going oh yeah there was an impulse and and i and i wanted to do something and there's a reward for me 
at the end, it already feels good that wanting right. to do something sure. and there's a reward of completion. Um, and, and let me take another step towards that because that's actually my birthright. I can, to have that, to have that reward, mm -hmm. that satisfaction we spoke about is so embedded in that. Yep. The and, but the reward it. is it's the parallel of the using the coming out of the closet as the metaphor the reward is what's on the other side yes it's the work of like i'm in the darkness of hiding myself i'm going to open that door but as soon as i open that door the reward is what's over here yeah and so many people they know that's what they're working towards but the minute they get their hand on that closet door so to speak whether it's sexuality or creativity or leaving it, whatever it is, building your own business, that fear and that excuse making and that those voices that use the echoes, as you say, yeah, they become so overbearing. But the minute that door opens, boom, you're done. Well, right. You're done, but kind of, you are done. Yeah. I was working with a, a speaking client the other day. She's amazing. I mean, the stuff that comes out of her mouth, I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is brilliant stuff. And we're talking about, you know, starting to go get gigs and, you know, and she's petrified. And I said, so let me, let me re remind you something that you told me you love being on stage. And she goes, I do. I said, so I want you to just imagine for a moment, you're on stage, you are center stage. And that auditorium, that theater is full of people to hear you, but because of the voice, you can't speak. What would you tell that voice to do? She got really super quiet. She said, I'd ask them, what ticket did they buy? I'm like, okay, this is interesting. And she's very creative. I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, I don't know where we're going, but I know it's going to be good. And she said, I'd ask them, what ticket did they buy? Yeah. Because here's what I know. They didn't buy the front row ticket. Right. They actually bought the ticket that's clear at the back. Yeah. Clear up in the mezzanine. Clear the last row. Yeah. I said, why did you say that? She goes, guess that's where I want to put him. I said, then put him there. Right. Every voice that comes up and says, you can't do this. That, say, oh, let me see. Oh, you're sitting at the back. I said, what if every time you got ready to send an email or you got on a phone to reach out and say that what you're saying to that voice and that person that you're about to interact with is they've got the front row ticket. The rest of you, you're back at the back. You're on the yeah. back of the train. I said, how would that now feel? And it was, and it, it was, Amazing, number one, because I could see just as I'm like taking what she gave me to work with, she just her whole demeanor, but that creativity in that moment for her and I mm. was helping her grasp hold of this is what I need to be my truth. Mm. And what you're saying is the similar thing, like, if that creativity gets squelched, and you know, I'm gonna go where you went a little bit earlier. If I'm not being creative, my depression shows up like a bitch in hills, right? It's so, and it can take me down. I mean, I'm very blessed, knock on wood, all that good stuff that at this point, I know how to handle it when it hits. Mm -hmm. I'm not even, I don't even have to be on meds these days. Cause I'm like, okay, fine. Take some breaths, take a break, just wallow in it. Just be with it. Don't mm -hmm. fight it. Let it just be. Oh, and by the way, Rick, go create. <laughs> I don't yes. care. Go cook, go write, go record a podcast, get on Instagram and be stupid. I don't care. Go be yes. creative because I know for me and not saying for everybody, but I think a lot of us, if you really took this piece in, it's really hard to be depressed when you're playing. Right. There's a when reason for that. Mm -hmm. You're in that play, in that creative play, you're aligned with your life purpose. 
like on the biggest level, like we're, we're here to express ourselves. And, uh, and however you understand the system for me, we're, we're like a spiritual being who, I don't know where we came from, but we're here to do this thing called life. And it seems to be a be about, about self-expression ultimately with a purpose that we can know ourselves. Um, and, and through the privilege, we get to know each other. I love that story that you said. I do want to. I, I want to add an alternative to putting those those kids in the back in the back seat of the cinema. Um, and 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 this is not to say that that doesn't work. I just want you to have another uh, another tool in your toolbox when that doesn't work, which is to say that old adage of you know keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Mm. And uh hillary mcbride has a uh, dr hillary mcbride has a fabulous book called the wisdom of the body and she was talking exactly about being nervous ahead of going on stage and turning to these inner voices of fear and uh, i think she literally took a post-it and folded it up as a representative and she stuck it in her breast pocket so as again my hand has gone to my chest where that pocket is and uh, and i'm just noticing these things and then what i've been learning is that fear has an incredible importance and a purpose in its own right and it isn't bad it's it's like like this is part of our design it's like we're designed to have this little thing that pops up and says hey just look around and check if any danger is coming right now i mean it saved us from the saber-toothed tiger and we needed it in a particular way then and it still saves us in, in numerous circumstances now so fear is not when when we start fighting against fear we we're destined to lose because it's so inherently part of uh our, our human nature um but when we can see it for what it is and 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 almost have a conversation and she's always she, she has such a kind voice hillary um her podcast other people's problems um, you get to sit in on her therapy sessions, which right. is kind of fun. And she's like, oh, I'm so, so grateful that your fear is here just to check whether or not there's danger. I'm like, mm. oh, what a reframe. My, my mind-body system is taking a different approach because I've had fear and shame very closely linked because boys don't get scared, mm. right? That was that boys are tough. Um this is my childhood in South Africa under apartheid. Right. I have to play rugby, which is like American football with no padding on. Right. And, <laughs> and I'm a sensitive guy and I'm supposed to not be scared about some huge guy tackling me whilst I run with the ball rather slowly because I'm a little bit overweight. So it's a whole constellation, fear and shame and how they go together. Wow. I'm like, mm-mm. and and that visual that you just painted of folding up the fear and putting it in your breast pocket close to your heart Mm. is really powerful Mm. so yes i'm going to steal that thank you very much because i one one of the things i've learned through you know like all of us we've all had different levels of fear and layers of fear but especially the fear of coming out of the closet late in life and you know having kids and everything and actually, our good friend Marsha Shander from WDS, she worked with me yes, yes, on my Marcia. last talk. And um, we came across this really beautiful line that I don't know. I think it did make the cut for the talk. But fear is only as great as we give it power. 
And it's, it was really a powerful line. And then, and, and excuses are only as alive as we give them fear. Mm. And that just, just was like, I mean, I get kind of goosebumps when I get to say that because it's so anybody can take that and put it into their construct of the world. Excuses are only as alive as we give them fear. Because every, if you think about every excuse you make, it's tied to some fear. Well, I can't do that because this might happen or this will, what if somebody thinks, okay, what, anytime you say, well, what if somebody, then you're afraid of what somebody's going to think. Well, what if this will happen? Well, then you're afraid of what might happen. But fears are only as, as alive as we give them life. Yeah. If we kill every fear, there's no life to them. So then suddenly we really can't even make excuses. Because an excuse is always couched in some form of a fear. It may not be a huge fear, but it's there. Yeah. And yeah. this really came alive for me in the past week. One of my private clients talked about the movie, Everything Everywhere All at Once. I'm like, I've never heard of this man. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe I should check it out. I still haven't gone to see it yet. But as I was looking at it, trying to go, why is this so important to him? There's a reviewer who actually wrote something about the movie. Because somebody said, well, what is it all about? And this reviewer said, the only way I can talk about it is to look at it through this lens. If there is any meaning to life at all, what you bring to it, it's not what it brings to you. It's hmm. what you bring to it. It's not what it brings to you. Yeah. And I thought this is so, it's really a profound statement, hmm. but it's so powerful because this is where the creativity can bring to it. Creativity is what you bring to it, not what it brings to you, but yeah. you could flip it both directions. And the more I started playing with this phrase, and of course now, you know, here I'm talking about on this podcast, I've started talking about it to a lot of people. Like if you put everything you're doing into your world and go, I'm waiting for it to come to me. What if you started bringing it to you? What if you started bringing yourself to it instead? What right. if you brought your creativity to this world? Andrew has brought creativity to his world by putting these books together, these beautiful conscious stories for the young people. You've done it through your talks. You've done it through your poem catching. All these things that you brought it to, the, to your world. Yes, it came to you in some form first. So like, oh, I'm going to manifest this this way. But I think the thing that gets put in the closets of our creativity, and when we shove our closet in that, our creativity into the closet, is because we're afraid to bring it to life. Yeah. And so it, that then becomes the moment for courage. Mm -hmm. and, and courage before confidence. I just remember a, a client at a workshop going, oh, I'm going to do more of this just as soon as I get more confident. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, that's upside down. <laughs> you... you, uh, you and 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 I had a, a a great friend of mine, Brady uh, Brady Toops, who who runs a men's program called Soul Games, uh, where we play and go deep as well. Uh, Brady uh, Brady said to uh, to me recently, uh, "Courage over clarity." He's like the spreadsheet is never gonna get you to the answer as to whether the property you want to invest in is gonna work. You can move it forward on the spreadsheet and then it's courage over clarity. Like you can't get any more numbers. You've got to go right. put something on the line. Yep. And, uh, and, and the more often that, uh, I mean, every book that I do still goes through every 
part of the creative cycle. I still have to jump the threshold. I still have to meet the echoes of my childhood. I still have to face the, the feelings that come up of, is the world going to like it or not going to like it? Um, and, and should I keep going and make another book or not? It, it, it's, it's, there, there is no escape from that. Mm-hmm. This, it's a cycle. And, and a cycle. every stage of the cycle has to come up every time you express yourself. But, but confidence has grown in me because, because of the repetition, because of the times when it was like really courageous. The first book that I made, I didn't show anyone for four years. Wow. Me and the illustrator made it. And, and I, I tried to get permission still. This was part of my psychology. I wanted to get permission to release the book from, from uh, someone other than myself. And uh, that was one thing that I felt would make me safe. And the other thing I felt that would make me safe was I just really wasn't, for, wasn't ready for everybody's feedback. Mm-hmm. I'm not critical of protecting creativity like that. I think that I needed to protect it. In the act of protecting it, I was protecting myself and giving myself the medicine that I wasn't given as a kid. Um, here I was at 30 with something new that I'd created and I was scared right. to share it because, because of the legacy that of, of my childhood. And, uh, and that's okay. So create it, but don't, don't not create it. Right. Create it and protect it, but, but, uh, but don't not create it. You know, that's my... I think that's a, that's a really beautiful place to kind of bring everything full circle because sometimes we can protect, but we protect it so much. It will never see the light of day, right? It'll never make it to where it needs to go. And it's interesting as you were talking through the process and I was like, Oh my gosh, I really want to bring this in. I'm going to bring it in really quickly. Cause I know we need to wrap up, but <clears throat> my process, when I work with people, it took me a while to figure this all out is very simple. And it falls into three buckets, no excuses, no fears, and no apologies. In the no excuses bucket is you got to get rid of the confusion and you got to get curious because if you get rid of confusion and you get curious, that's where the clarity shows up. In the no fears is where you have the courage and the commitment to move forward. And in the no apologies, because you've had the courage and the commitment is where you gain the confidence and the consistency to keep going. And it's so weird that this all showed up in a very interesting way, Andrew, Mm -hmm. because people kept saying, well, what's your process when you help people come out of the closet? What's your process when you help people like really like be who they are? I'm like, I don't know. I just do it. And finally I said, okay, stop. Let's, let's figure out what is this thing. And then we rebranded everything. I'm like, okay, well, I want something besides just coming out coach. And suddenly all this came together about no fears, no excuses, no apologies. I'm like, wait, each one of those buckets contains one of these six pieces that I've been toying with. And then here you said it again today. It's so interesting to see how our paths, as we are healers in the world, Mm. we all have these same similar intersections. And that's what I love about being able to have people like you, not only because you're a friend of mine, but on the podcast that shows we're all striving for that same thing, but how we creatively hide ourselves it's such a shame that that same creativity could be how we show ourselves and really show up in the world. The same, the way we can show ourselves. Yeah. yeah. And, and let's go to satisfaction as we complete because absolutely satisfaction is completion. It's like, yes. that's when you get satisfaction and, and it's like, yeah, thank you for that, that, 
that wrap up rick that that your your no excuses no fears no apologies i love that um that feels very powerful and i can i can believe you supporting wow. a lot of people with that uh with that approach and just helping them center in themselves again around that but even in your world i see that yeah you're you're setting the tone for young minds by through just even the consciousness you know the oxytoxin antioxidant all this it's a setting a tone for there's no nothing you need to apologize for nothing right just show up show up as this beautiful little creative being that is you Play that, that moment of apology my parting thought yes <laughs> you know that moment you have when you're like oh well, that didn't go that the way i wanted it to go and when we go i wish i could have a do-over that's the moment where we're learning who we are that's the moment where we're seeing ourselves and where our greatest opportunity for growth is mm -hmm. we have to stop expecting to not have that moment yep. stop hoping that that moment's not going to show up actually like that's my favorite moment now I don't want everything to go exactly the way I imagined. I right. now want it, the feedback to come in so that I can see myself and I can go, huh, there's mm -hmm. always a do-over. Yep. If I want it, it's mine and I can improve and do it differently next time. And I think that's where we stand with open arms. To go. me, if, you, if, you, if you're like, okay, we, great, we did this podcast. It was so good. Andrew, high five, man. Great. Nope. We know we're, we, it was perfect. It's almost like anticlimactic. I would love yeah. somebody to say, yeah, you guys said this, but the, you know, you didn't really cover this. Okay, cool. I may not agree with them, but hey, it's going to give me some food for thought. Like, okay, wow. Next time I do this with someone, maybe again with Andrew, you know, uh, hey, we'll, we'll go here. This is the beauty of the do-overs in my world. Yes. Like you get to, not just my world, in the world. And I think we're at a, a beautiful space in our planet. Like there's a do-over happening. I think most of us, are standing on the precipice. There. Yeah. The do-over sets up the restorative experience to heal yeah. the past that we carry in us. We have to be doing them. You can be the do-over for me on an issue that you know nothing about. Exactly. Just by showing up with your kindness and your creativity and your permission to shine. That gives that to me and... Uh, I get a restorative experience of like, wow, this is a good man I can be safe with. Huh? Mm. Oh. oh, another safe man. Oh, maybe it's a whole planet of safe men. Maybe. Ooh. What a novel concept. <laughs> right. Mm. Yeah. That's a beautiful place to wrap it up. Love you, my friend. Thank you so much for doing this and being here and showing the world another way to be conscious and creative. I'm Thank so excited you. about this creative thing. I, I can't wait to see what starts to come up for you. So um, when you get that completely full baked, well, I guess we'll be time for another conversation. So, yep, uh, absolutely. Uh, 60,000 words in the manuscript so far. Still go. scratching around. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> so give a shout out. Where can people find your stuff? It's ConsciousStories.com, right? That's the one. ConsciousStories.com is really the place to go. And, uh, and that's the epicenter of my world. Um, yeah. 
yeah. and go buy every book. Everybody go buy every one of his books. If you're an expectant parent, a grandparent about to be a grandparent, go buy them. You won't be, you won't regret. I'm telling you the truth. So, um, and I'm not getting paid to say that guys, I'm not getting paid. I promise you. <laughs> there are no it endorsements. In this there show. are no endorsements on this show. <laughs> um, there's no sponsors either. And I'm all totally cool with that, but, um, yes. Yeah, so again, thank you, my friend. So appreciate this conversation as I do every one of them. But um, thank you so very, very much for being here. Thank you, Rick. Beautiful to be with you again. Hey, 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 Life Uncloseted family. Another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end and it is time for all of us to sashay away and go face our fears, make those bold moves and stand up to living our life without apology. But before you do, I've got a favor to ask of you. Would you hop over to iTunes or Spotify or Podbean or wherever it is that you're listening to this and just give us a little bit of love if you like what we're doing here at Life Uncloseted. Here's what it does. It helps other people find the show. It helps other people get to know what we're all about. And you just might help change a life. In fact, if you really want to change a life, we'd love it if you just ask a friend to take a listen and see what they think. So that's it. Love you all deeply. I'm Rick Clemens, the host of Life Uncloseted. And never stop stepping out, stepping up, and stepping into living your life uncloseted.